Hey, you're about to listen to Trek Off, but before you do, I wanted to let you know that there is another podcast called Totally Super, where we review every superhero movie ever made. It's me and my buddy Arthur. We go through the Batman movies, the X-Men movies, the Avengers movies, movies like The Crow and Dr. Horrible and more. So please, while you're listening to this, hop over to wherever you subscribe to podcasts and subscribe to Totally Super. Okay, here's Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to the Trek Off Show. Um, so we were doing uh, a talk last week about Star Trek Lower Decks, just finally getting into it, uh, where we had talked about how canon is hard to maintain when you have something that has been going this long and this far, especially if you're dealing in prequels and that sort of thing, or things that are taking place kind of within the universe, um, especially tonally. Um, and sort of what we're hitting on is the idea that uh, that it's one thing when you have the original series in next gen and you're just like sort of explaining why the switches look different or why the Klingon forehead looks different. Um, but when you get something as tonally different as, let's say, Lower Decks and Picard, um, it's hard to say, is this even the same thing? So like it or hate it, um, that is sort of the place where we are in talking about Lower Decks, which is kind of where we are. We just had an amazing talk about Batman. Uh, frankly, you should go back and listen to the show before if you didn't hear it, because it's pretty great. Uh, if, I, if I do say so myself. Um, but that's all. Okay, um, here we go for part two of our discussion on Lower Decks. So when we talk about Star Trek and what is canon, it was much easier when there were just two or even three shows. But now I've got like I really have to both in tone. I have to believe that at the same time that you have something as milk toast as 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 Enterprise, you have an admiral that can go the fucking hubris, you know, and 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 it's. So it's easier for me to get my head around Lower Decks. I'm talking about some specifics. Why? But why is it why is it such a problem for you to have it in canon? Because beforehand, your big argument is these guys wouldn't be on a Starfleet ship. And I think that immediately we found that your problems with the preview is one, your problem that one, they're not on a ship when that preview happened and where they're drunk. They're specifically on shore leave. They say, we're on shore leave. This station is amazing. And she is a she, as we just discovered, used to be cream the crop best of the best and she's the captain's daughter something there's some trauma that will eventually be revealed to show that she's not who she who she says she is and as for the rest of the lower decks crew the other three that's not her i wish you could remember her name i'm gonna look her up so i don't just call her her the the rest of the lower decks crew don't seem that off from what you might have seen in an episode of of if not if not if not next gen voyager certainly like certainly they like there sure. there's a serial killer there's a serial killer ensign on voyage on voyager that but then they were like, okay, we're just going to put you in your room. And then after a while, they're like, it's going to be your job to save the ship. You know, so like like the other three, I don't see anything. She's the only one. And yet you seem to have reasons why she's allowed to get away with why she is. She's like the, she's, you, know, you she's don't, like Paul Rudd being really, on the Avengers. So like, I'm just help saying, me out. like, you, help, you help don't enough. It, it feels less like Star Trek than the Orville. Like a lot of people, like Mr. A was telling me, a lot of people have been saying that like the Orville is the most Star Trek, uh, Star Trek on TV right now. And when I just, when I sat and I thought about it for a while, I was like. Mariner. That's what I'm talking about. Sorry, go on. Mariner. Yes, Mariner. I was like, wow, that's, that's actually true. And I like Discovery and I like Picard, but the, the format, the, the only thing in the Orville that is not next gen with just different names for things. Like is that that their people are a little more relatable, and I think that if the if this show was that, I would have less issue with it. But it goes beyond that, where she is purposely. I mean, she stabs him with the batleth. She she doesn't know what one is, even while she's drunk, and yet she can speak Klingon fluently. And goes way back with some rando Klingon in like the next episode. Like that shit doesn't fucking work. It does. It, it doesn't. It it bothers me now if if i'm not meant like i said if it's not canon if this is just hey we have the license so we don't have to call it something else we can use it it would be i think very much like the show that we would come up where it would be a show for the fans by the fans where we just kind of poke fun at a lot of the things that we all know are in star trek and we've accepted but we kind of love them at the same time you know because those are the moments that hit for me where I'm like, I like that. It just, 
I just don't like it if I'm meant to believe that these people really are Starfleet and that this is a true ship that exists, you know, with Kirk and everybody else. Like, but when they're talking about, you know, how many times so-and-so did this and, and he's like Kirk and Trip put together and those things like that shit is great. And I love that. I love those references. And it feels like you and me joking about the shit we know about Star Trek, right? Like it's how you and I would talk, have and do talk about Star Trek. And that while I would love that and they should let us do that show, um, they should let us be a part of this show because I have no shame. And uh, but like, just don't make it. Just don't tell me it's canon. Just don't say it's canon. And I can enjoy it for that. I could enjoy it as a as hey we love it too and we're but there's no in the ep, in each episode there's no arc there's no lessons there's I, no oh, I, I totally disagree to I absolutely I absolutely disagree I absolutely disagree with those statements of course you do I I have found them to be well don't do that I mean don't gaslight me please it's not okay it's not okay to do that um I I I I have found that I'll tell you where I ran into a problem there's an episode a couple weeks back where they were on a planet and they were chasing a drunk Klingon who I loved and there was a Ferengi that they ran into and the Ferengi was mm-hmm. like hee hee gotta get and yep. and, at and I that thought moment, that was really funny the whole thing like I sort of say no no hear, hear me out hear me out at that moment I was ready uh, not to bail certainly but I was angry I was like this is not right like this is not how Ferengi are like we've learned Ferengi are no longer the whip carrying hey prophet 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 yeah. like we've we've learned about them as a culture we understand like yeah there are things about them that are unattractive because they're Ferengi but they are they they're not this they're not this sneering caricature right and I was so pleased to find out as was that I. in fact no that no actually he was like the Ferengi we know and he he was putting on an act and he was working with Marin to make Boimler feel better about himself yeah and that it was yeah. a it, it was like the show really got me on its side in doing that because at first I was like, this is not, this is the bridge too far. This was this, that was the bridge too far for me going, going, that is undermining everything we knew about them. And the fact the show, here's the thing. What's interesting to me is the bridge too far for you was specific to deep space nine. And that's why you can like it. Well, I, but I feel like it, I feel like it is no more different than any other Star Trek show. It does feel very much to have the soul of Star Trek as does the Orville. I, the Orville absolutely has it. I don't see it in this show. Like here's the thing. it, it's not even that funny all the time. No, it's not. It's like, not it as funny as I thought it'd be. If, if it were it funnier, about, I might not like it. If it was, I would like it better. So I would like it better if it was funnier and not canon. Because I feel like what's happening now is it is enough self-referential humor that doesn't make sense in the world. It's like I'm trying to think of a uh, of an example of how that doesn't. It just doesn't work. Like, but it it doesn't. It's it, there's too much of that for for me to be on board with it being actually uh star trek and taking place the real world so to speak of star trek and it's not funny enough to to stand on its own and not be star trek because See, it's and the I, star trek referential humor that is its funniest parts and anything beyond that really isn't that funny like it's not like i very rarely if i even just go okay i'm watching this and it is a fan thing for the fans where we have fun with Star Trek and even when I do that I'm I'm usually kind of bored because it's not going far enough and it and here's the thing it might every once in a while have an episode like like that one where there's a little something where you see how she how Mariner is Boimler's best friend is actually doing him a solid to try to help build up his confidence but there is no like that is as deep as any kind of lessons go on that show and that does that's just not that's not how star trek works i like think that's i think that's how a lot of star shining trek shining a light on issues and frequently not even telling you what's the right answer it's just sometimes I, I i think it's that a lot less often than you think though 
I think because we have so much grand Star Trek to pull from, it's easy to cherry pick episodes to go, yeah, Star Trek makes you think things and makes you, and they do. There are great episodes. I mean, for goodness sake, the, the, there are four lights episode, like Amnesty International came out and praised that episode. Like it's a, there are things like that. I feel like Lower Decks is sort of your silly Star Trek episodes all crammed together. So it's, it is about as, it reminds, I mean, they, it, it's the same vibe I get from Trouble with Tribbles or, or the the Q Robin no, Hood episode. No, the vibe it gave me was like that episode, that short track with Archer, not uh, with 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 oh, Sterling yeah. Archer. And yeah, Trimble. yeah, yeah. H. That's John Benjamin. I did not I t- like that. It's one not. Either. It's not giving and me I love that one. H. John but, but Benjamin. The issue I had with that episode is that episode seemed. I still like that episode. I still thought it was funny, and I, I still enjoy it. It's still Star Trek, but there was a. It's not the humor that bothered me in that episode. When I think about it, it it's the meanness. The episode dislike its own characters if I look back it certainly disliked H. John Benjamin I yeah. think it also disliked the the lady who was the captain I think that you're not she's not meant I don't think the writers liked or respected her, her character either I feel like everyone in the episode is just sort of mean no one has there was no one had a streak of good in them Um. whereas I feel like there's a like like again if you take Mariner out of this show I think the show is absolutely Star Trek it's fully Star Trek I I think Mariner is the only problematic character that I have um, because I yeah, feel I can like see where you're going with that, you know, and I and I I'm including the plots like they had the episode the other day where you had the the other lower decks guy who just kind of like went crazy and didn't want to dis, you know, displease anyone and end up stealing the part of the core and, and the computer core and everything. And I go, I the, the episode didn't feel like this would never happen to Starfleet ship. It feel, felt like I've seen 10 episodes like this and nobody has ever said how ridiculous it is that this happens as frequently as it does because that happens like all the time. You know, I and- hate, like, for instance, I guess a really good example I think that solidifies how I feel is the buffer time episode. Like it felt disrespectful and shitty as opposed to the fun kind of inside joke it is for all of us who watch. And why did it feel disrespectful and shitty? How is it any more disrespectful and shitty than than Scotty telling Jordy to deliberately multiply the time it's going to take to fix something? Because so that that's then he can- funny. And it, and here's the thing: it's not that they say it. At first, I was like, I was actually feeling, and I think maybe that's why I, that upset episode upset me so much, and I felt so betrayed. Uh, was that that initial conversation was great because I was like, yeah, they're acknowledging and joking about it that's cool i dig it and they're like what do we want to do with that with the rest of our time like i thought that was fun and i and i enjoy it and, and so i had i'm sort of against my will was enjoying and then the captain finds out and does this whole everybody no more buffer so time and he I, gets in I'll, trouble I'll give, I'll give you this. the whole mariner is not the only problematic the, the other really problematic character is the captain yes i'll put i'll put that and that's that. and I, that's problematic I, hugely i, I would say I will say that the captain is a problem, maybe even more problematic than than her, because certainly we've seen, you know, you know, certainly again, not to go back to DS9, but we can also go back to Voyager. We we, we can go. There have been problematic characters that, that have been allowed to remain po- problematic. I mean, how many people did Worf murder? How many people did? Did, did did how many times did data you know take over the ship you know at some point you got to go data we understand you're a good officer but we just can't allow you the access that we've allowed you <laughs> <laughs> after a couple of times you know um you know and and you've gone ds9 how many times did you know o- odo literally betrayed the federation and was just like six episodes later like all right come on buddy come on back it's all right you're come out of time you're all right um and and that is you know so the fact that there could be a character like Mariner in the lower decks, especially when she's got an in, and especially when everyone remembers her being this incredible person, someone who built up all that goodwill before we met them, gets some free passes. But especially in the last episode, you saw that her free passes are starting to run out. People are kind of like, "You're kind of a fuck up. Like you got to stop." And she's willing to not be a fuck up when time comes. The problem, the most problematic character, I'm going to say, and you could almost say like the the. Um, the Bajoran security officer, although he's just yeah. a, a, like, he's really just Worf, but more Worf than Worf. Like Worf literally was like, I say we fire on them, you know, and, and, you know. But not with that or, much vehemence. Bull fucking shit. At one point, Worf pulls the phaser, on, pulls a phaser on the view screen. And someone has to go, 
what are you going to do? Blow a hole in the view screen? And he's like, oh, yeah. And puts the phaser away. Like Warf was like Warf what watched. What episode some- did that happen in? Oh my gosh, I gotta find it. It's I think I think it's it's always Picard who slaps him down. But yeah, it, it's the some something comes on the view string that Warf doesn't like. It's got to be the first two two seasons. And Warf pulls out a phaser, points it at it. And Picard's like, "What are you going to do? Blow a hole in the view screen?" And he's like, "Oh," <laughs> it's, which is that clearly happened. It happened. You that. look it up. Look, look it up. My point being is that. A, a character who is, let's say, a junior officer getting away with some shit, I am I am on board with. Actually, I'm fully on board with. Um, a captain who is as inept as Mariner's mom. What's her name? What's the captain's name? Um, uh, as as Captain Freeman. Uh, that character is the most problematic, I think, because she's a terrible captain. She is. She's not good. She's so, and like, that's she, kind of what I mean. Like she's. There are times when she's like, I don't want them. I want to look better than so and so, and this so and and there's this like infighting shit, and I feel like again, like the, like that's a disservice to women. That really upsets me. Um, and it, but it wouldn't, right? Again, if it was us, like I would watch Archer in space. In fact, in fact, I did. That was one of my favorite seasons of Archer. Uh, but if it was like fully enterprised, that is what I think this show has the potential to be if they just take its chains off and then I can enjoy it for that. Then that could be funny because I'm not being asked to believe that that person is actually the captain of a ship that actually cares about their crew and and like is is more is less concerned about how they look to you know what I mean like just because here's the thing like yeah there have been episodes on Star Trek where there's sort of a, a friendly rivalry a little bit of competition but like healthy competition do you know what I mean and and that's and those two things look very different they're not even it's not like it's a thin line between the two they look extraordinarily different so let me let, where they let, show let me so let me offer you this this counterpoint, um, which is we are not used to our captain being this problematic, but certainly there are often other captains that are this problematic in Star Trek, ones that are not our captain. You know, I think to, you know, and again, I forgive often. me for, forgive me for not often, but enough. Forgive me for pulling out enough? everybody's least favorite captain. Which is Captain Jellico on on Next Gen when Picard was off doing There Are Four Lights. You know, he was good at negotiating with the Cardassians, but he was a piece of shit to everybody. He was He's the dead. worst to the point, you know, he was awful. He was a bad captain. He was, as Riker called him, not a particularly good captain. Is <laughs> Riker's exact words to him. I don't think yeah. you're a particularly good captain, sir. Yo, and they gave that guy the fucking Enterprise for a while. If Picard had died, he would have been the captain of the flagship. Um, yo, I think of the the captain on DS9 that that joined that that joined the Maquis. I think of the the captain on Voyager who is perfectly willing, Captain Ransom, who's perfectly willing to torture character torture aliens in order to get them to make his ship go faster. Um I'm thinking of, you know, I'm thinking of the Vulcan captain. That's an extraordinary circumstance. They're all, but here's the thing, but that, but there are a bunch of them. I'm thinking about the Vulcan captain on DS9, who's so overtly racist against humans. We, we, with the baseball game thing, we follow the, it's a friendly rivalry from Cisco's point of view, but that captain is a piece of shit. That guy is an ass and and a racist. And and because he's not our captain, because we don't because we're not expected to follow him on his, you know, on eight episodes of his journey, then we don't, you know, we, you know, and and the list goes on. There were there were shitty captains in the original series. There were, you know, but they're never our captain. They're always the other captain that we kind of run into. That we go, you can't be. Think about the the captain that was Locke from from Lost, who stole the starship. And remember, uh, O'Brien had like to beam over on the other side because he wanted to do terrorist acts against the Cardassians, and like O'Brien had to go over and sing drinking songs with him in order to get him back. Yo, know, or the or the captain who who Riker's old captain from. I, I'm not going to say the next gen episode. Let me pull out the the final episode of Enterprise. Um, but that that uh the the captain who wanted to yeah. do the inter the, the phasing shields and. And is what like this across the board? There are shitty captains in high ranking uh, positions. Uh, 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 that's the 
that's so you are you are conflating i feel shitty with um literally willing to do criminal acts and murder lots and lots and right, lots but of people for what they believe is correct and for the safety of everyone there is a huge difference it is not for their own personal glory or edification it is for the they believe like even in you know even even robocop you know he's like this is what we need to do to survive we cannot be the little pansies that you the pretty little posies you guys are right now isn't gonna fucking work because we're gonna get stomped on oh you're talking about peter well are you you're referencing peter weller from from into darkness obviously i love how you just say even robocop and i have to you leave me to ignore you for like 10 seconds as like my brain is processing every star trek that's ever existed cross-referencing that with robocop and trying to figure out is are these lines from the movie she's quoting it only took you that long it took you that long wow i thought that you were literally talking about your processor Uh who's gonna upgrade your processor son you Uh (laughs) it's my it's the worst deliver i love peter weller but it's the it's the he's terrible in into darkness can i just pull this out because i rewatched into into darkness a couple a couple of months ago now and there are aspects of that movie that i really like actually there are things in the movie that are really good but the worst thing in the entire movie is his speech to kirk Who's going to fight the Klingons? Son, you. He's like clearly just like, like I'm just going to, I'm not even going to act. I'm just going to kind of yell these words and occasionally yell son. Because are you there? Sorry. I lost you. Yeah, um, the, the Who are you talking to, Alexia? You. You. The boy was going to walk all over the keys on the laptop. Now Don't call him there. the boy. Call him son. Not calling him son. So, sorry to do I this. I never call him son. son. I call him. I call him the boy or Connor, but never the never son. Eh, 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 boy. Anyway, the point anyway. being is that is is that is that we have never my been point. At, we've but never those been captains that we've been. Here's but again, like I said, these captains that you are bringing up, they are doing it. Like even if you go as as far back as the original series, there's a bad captain, quote unquote. There, that, but again. He thought he made the right choice. He thought this is what's in the best interest of the of the people of the Prime Directive of of Starfleet. They're wrong, right? They are misled, and I think that's kind of the point, right? Is very most people when we've had this conversation a lot, you know, no one is the villain of their own story, and and I think that what those episodes sought to show us is even in this enlightened. You you know, sort of utopian place that has world that has been built. Um, you can have good intentions. You can truly have the best of intentions and do really like horribly ethically like fucked up shit ethically fucked up clearly like without like where if you had said that to them they would be like my gosh no right no, i would say but, let's call the let's call the let's just let's just pull out let, let's just choose a guy let's choose captain ransom from voyager because of all of them he's the worst he's like i've got these 20 people that i've got to get home i will murder and torture a hundred aliens to get my 20 people home yeah because i don't know uh, those motherfuckers and that's yeah. a very human thing yeah and that's that's and like the how long have they been out there right that's what i mean whereas she her character on lower decks or whatever just is just petty that's problematic yeah she's the one who's the most like a a silly cartoon character fucking q showing up on the one like spoiler alert if you're not watching the lower decks i loved that Um, why didn't you what what was your course you did what was the problem really why why would he why would he give a fuck about the lower decks people why would he give a fuck about ds9 because it's the show that's on tv he's q he knows everything he knows it's a show that's on tv why did he show up to fuck with cisco you know for that matter from his point of view why would he show up to fuck with picard from his point of view the difference between picard and the lower decks people is like the difference when i look at like an ant and a and a red ant right i know i'm just i'm just saying the whole uh, again i would have enjoyed if this show wasn't canon i could enjoy it if if you if it was like hey you and i are getting together and we're gonna poke like we'll we'll have some journeys we'll have people have some personal arts we'll have some stuff in there but like but mostly we're gonna like sort of basically subversively making fun of all the shit that we love to hate about our star trek right because that's what i feel like is the show's strength 
And that's what they should be playing to. And and just don't ask me to accept that it is a part of this, that that it is Starfleet as I understand it. That it what is actually be done to the show. So so without completely upending the show, let's say this is the show it is. Let's say you you are made showrunner of the show. And they're like, listen, here's what you can't do. You can't cancel the show. You can't completely gut the show. You may change 15% of the show. What would you need to do to make it more palatable to you? And I'll start. I'll, I'll say it first so you can get what I'm going for here. The first thing you could do for me, maybe the most, one of the most important things is change the opening sequence. Specifically, yes. the them showing up and there's a Borg battle and they get hit and they're like, okay, no, we're gone. That, that moment bothers me. The opening sequence of kind of like, we just suck um, and we're cowards is actually- well, also, it, I, and I think you changed the theme. It is the, 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 it's too much in line with- real star trek like even more so than enterprise was yeah i i i, I, I think that. honestly i think you could fix that entire show by doing two things you change the opening sequence so that it is clear this is a comedy uh, for people who love star trek about star trek and how you do that is you have the jokes and everything like think about the way you sort of the opening to a um a, a sitcom like you're clear what you're in for right that it's not serious that you're in for a fun little sitcom so you change the opening so oh no 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 damn it boy i told you <laughs> um so you change the the opening so it's not this the ship and the you know orchestral and all that you make it goofy you make it silly you show the characters you show how they're you show like you, you introduce them maybe have their names and silly little aka's and maybe you change that up every week if you can if there's little subtle changes you can make like they do on um archer or other cartoon or like um sometimes they would change the opening sequence for uh another show that was really great about this was site they would change the music um to reflect whatever the episode was doing that week agents of shield so did that do something a lot like too. that like you could tell what that, you were in for when the so yes you are clearly sort of divorcing it from canon right and it is this is a comedy show about the thing that you love but we have the license so we can fucking do it and then you um you dial up all the shit that i've been saying is good all of the referential stuff the things that that you know like like in the last episode spoiler alert where everything seems they're obviously like they seem they're on a trial but it's like actually like some kind of celebration that was like, funny that was really good it is that's what i'm saying though but like think how much funnier that is if it's just like you and I were just goofing off and we're talking about an episode and like we just sort of did a improv and wound up that way and wound up in that place and you just threw that out of nowhere like but you ruined my celebration and I'm like wait what and because I'm playing all the other characters and you've been acting like a trial the whole time or the farm thing where the guy's got the sinister he says just my laugh like those things if you when they because they're clearly Star Trek referential and funny um, and talking about the buffer effect and, and, and then like uh, that's clearly referential humor talking about all right but who's best I mean if it's Kirk or Kirk or Pike we'll say well that duh like if you take like conversations you and I have and other nerds like us have about the the stuff on Star Trek that 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 is absolutely in this show. So here, let me let me peppered throughout. You just dial all that shit up to eleven, and now I'm happy. I love this show. I look forward to it. I know it's going to be a riot every week. Now this is something that like I doubt that they're going to get a second season. Cartoons are expensive to make. Um, are they really? They're, they're relatively. Um, and and it is. I just I know, figure this time of COVID, there's been so much more animated because it's like that's true. That. But here's so here's right. the conversation I had with Mr. A a couple weeks ago, which is like it or hate it. And I, I'm going to answer what you had to say, but I, I'm going to say this like it or hate it. It's probably not going to continue. And the reason is, is that even if this were the best show on TV, who's it for? Your Star Trek fans are going to feel a lot like you do. If you, it's like, it's like nobody ever read the reviews for all the other Star Treks when they came out. If you change the formula too much, the fans are going to be about you. Even when you're DS9, that's going to be how they're going to react. So it's a show that's not quite for the fans, but it is still a Star Trek show. So it's not quite for for a new audience. So who's it for? Yeah, I have you know, no idea. Like I said, as it, it stands now, if I didn't like,
like Star Trek, it would actually just be boring. Yeah, it's well, and, and that's the thing. I think that you are correct that there's in trying to be both hot and cold, it's a little bit lukewarm, and that's a problem. I think you you're on to something. You know, I think that I don't think I would take it out of canon because it is in canon. That would be an up ending of the show. But here's what I would do: the first thing to make this show better, you need a new bridge crew. That's the first thing you need. What makes it fun? So there's I have I ever talked to you about my my theory of comedy as it pertains to Ace Ventura two? I think so. Please. It's essentially this: the funniest moment in all of the first Ace Ventura movie to me is a moment where he is at a soiree, a, a fancy soiree, and as he's walking by a string quartet, he just grabs the cellist's bow and just <clears throat> yanks it as he walks by, and everyone everyone looks and it's it's a barely there moment. I lose my shit because what makes it funny is what happens if you take Ace Ventura and take him to a soiree. That's funny. You have this character who's crazy. What happens if you, if you drop him into polite society? And that's where the humor comes from. Ace Ventura sure. 2, despite having some very funny moments, it's not a very funny move, movie because, and Ghost, the Ghostbusters remake had this problem too, because everybody is crazy in Ace Ventura. Everyone's a cartoon character. The 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 African tribe that we could totally not do now. Um, the rich people. The British people. Everyone is totally over the top all the time. So you drop Ace into there and he's the slightly funnier version of that. Um, the thing that this show could be, because this show absolutely could have been clerks on a starship, which I think and could that be that would have been really funny, but it, that but it could can't be, be really canon. funny. It can't and be. That's what I'm saying. It, you but, can no, have I'm that saying, and that's the I'm right saying. way to go, it, but not canon. It can be because the Enterprise has 1,700 people on it and we only follow seven main characters and like eight other people. And when you get to the eight other people, it only takes getting to the eight other people to get you to Barclay. Think about that. 1,700 people and it only takes let's take the second best person in engineering and that's where you get to Barclay you take yeah the, but Barclay is just socially awkward he's like that's a very real he's like not he's, just socially awkward let's be clear Barclay is having sex with the crew on the holodeck Barclay that's is much later when we first meet that's him. the first time you meet him he's having sex with the crew on the de on the holodeck that's the first time it's and an it's episode of yeah it is no the I first time we meet him is when he's assigned to Jordy and Jordy doesn't like him Jordy doesn't like him but like part we'll of part of what Jordy doesn't like about him is is Jordy finds him the holodeck with holodeck versions of the crew. Anyway, if you get to if you go past the main characters on the bridge, you get to Ensign Row, and she's a bridge. She's part of the bridge crew, and she's she's an ensign. I still don't know how that fucking works. By the way, why are there lieutenant commanders in in like you know I know stellar cartography, but an ensign is constantly like on the on like the the controls for the ship on the bridge. Sort of like it's always something that always kind of stuck with me. Like why the the fuck is Wesley Crusher just, and Because stellar cartography is a very specific Fine. discipline. But like, and it's but not like, you know. meant to be, again, and this goes back to Roddenberry, like, it's not meant to be a military vessel. It's not, like, it's in the fucking opening, man. They're not out there to engage in warfare with other like sure. life forms. No, no. My, my point being is to is, explore yeah. space. It's like they have a little bit of everything. They go out there and if something so it's like it's almost like they're a doctor and they're exploring some part of the world that has never had doctors. And then they come across some particular uh type of uh bug that's respiratory. So now they call in a respiratory spe specialist. Like it's no, like I, that. Like I hear you. There's but, but, some but, amount they can do and then it's like well forward this on to Starfleet they need to send out a, a science specific to this vessel for further study no I hear you it's the the issue for me is just that on a ship of 1700 people on a ship of 1700 people the best you can get to pilot the ship is the doctor's non-commissioned teenage kid oh well is yeah no that was obviously just because yeah. he was her kid and they wanted and then, to have him and then and then when he leaves they're like okay we totally need to get some Someone to pilot the ship. We got 1,700 people, but hear me out. What if we got this brand new transfer that nobody really likes or trusts, who has a problem getting along with people and following orders? What if we put her into Crusher's position on the ship? No, 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 Captain. No, 
what what if we use one of these other lieutenants we have a, a number of lieutenants who are interested in what the bridge might be like people are wearing a lot of people wearing red out there interested in getting to command what about these people who've been in starfleet for 10 years i mean even fucking picard when he lost the ability to be picard right when he was no longer picard when it was was uh um the the one where q makes him is there jean luck pickard and then they show him a uh, tapestry in that episode when he goes mm-hmm. back and he's no longer picard he's like in a blue shirt he's a lieutenant running reports certainly he he still would have been a fair pilot like the idea that let's take can we just get whoever's least qualified to hold this position to be this position on the ship like i don't know it just seems like 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 I, it, you're I, assuming first of all she was probably demoted to that rank when she was put i don't know in prison and second of all that if you're trying to reintegrate for some particular reason that person you're not going to put them somewhere obscure where i don't know they could get away with shit i'm just saying yeah There's I, something but, to I guess the idea i guess of them having you know of being under closer supervision and if if we're going to trust them they need to prove it and it's not like they're on the bridge quote unquote steering the ship they can have that control taken away at any time you know that it's easy you know the, the random you know? episode where you see the night shift people who are on the bridge like i just mm-hmm. imagine that like whoever is in the driving the ship position from night shift when ensign Roshop is like it's like what the fuck what do i have to do what do i have right. to do to be the stick maybe they like, like the knights though hey you don't know I, maybe I that's nights. their circadian I, rhythm yeah no i hear you i hear you. so i guess my point Sin. is is that i i feel like you could have clerks on a ship where you just go hey when you get to the 1700th of these people the lower decks is straight out of college people yeah they're 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 but then with- we're not gonna give a fuck what they might be doing like so that's why you've got to have but some- then you but then you that you but you have them getting into little side adventures and that's the thing they they are they they, they are the red shirts that don't die they are pulled by the crew on missions where they interact with the crew but i think that what might go a long way to solving your problem with the show would be if the bridge crew and they seemed like that that's what they were selling in the trailer if the bridge crew is stellar and these are a bunch of fucking 20 year olds who are down there cleaning the holodecks who might get there one day but you're going hey this is what new non-ambitious starfleet you know graduates are like and then they grow into who they're going to become but the fact is you know the cat lady doctor is she's awful she's just kind of shitty and the captain's kind of shitty and the Bajoran is sort of shitty and the, the like the bridge crew is all sort of shitty. So my guess my problem is not with the main characters. I absolutely think you could have a Boimler on the Enterprise. And I Oh absolutely- yeah, that I believe. I believe you could have him and I believe you're right. I I, I don't disbelieve his presence or um, the I don't even I even think that Mariner. I even think that Mariner could if not the Enterprise, I certainly could see a Mar- Mariner on a DS9 or a Voyager. Like like I could see that character existing in the right Not to the level she is. Just if if it if she wasn't quite as much as she is, I agree with you. I'm I'm willing if to she- accept the heightened level of reality with her i can whistle past i will say i'll be on with you to say that the captain thus far i'm having a problem whistling past and maybe the bigger problem is is that i like mariner because she was kind of like problematic at the beginning but i've seen chinks in her armor i've seen part of her backstory i've seen that she used to be super capable i've seen that she has this dysfunctional relationship with her mother i've seen all these reasons why she is kind of the shitty way that she can be and it's making me excuse her more i have none of that sure with the bridge crew i have sure. no i've i i don't have that okay i'm willing to i'm willing to go with you i have no reason to go with captain freeman or or with you know jack ransom or with you know i don't have a reason to go or the cat doctor i have no reason to go with them on their absurdities i will go with with mariner because i've seen her occasionally in her quieter moments and there's more going on there which is a credit to the writers but i think where they failed is they created an ace ventura two ship where these characters would be funnier. You take the exact same characters, exact same Lower Decks characters with all their weird idiosyncrasies and you accept that because it's a cartoon, it's going to go a little further and you go, okay, it might it might make me smile. It might grate against you, but you just accept that part. You must, in order for it to work both as a Star Trek and as a comedy, they need to be in frank juxtaposition with the good Starfleet people. Like that feeling, I guess one of the reasons I really liked that last episode is you saw... 
Mariner being all buds with the lady who used to be her friend when it came yeah. time to be the captain that lady was the fucking captain and when Mariner was not you know able to deliver she's like look I'd like to be like I'm all cool being all pals with you and telling old jokes and having a good time but why are you fucking up so much like and and then I like that captain I want that to be the new captain where yeah she's funny and yeah she's a little immature but she's able to turn it on when the time comes which is what I imagine like a Riker captaincy would be like like if you were on the Titan post nemesis like I imagine that's sort of the Riker thing Riker's fun he's doing trombone everyone's okay he's unorthodox and a little inappropriate but then the minute that the shit goes down you see oh he's, you know he's that's why he's the captain I, yeah um, but I still think you would be better off just non-canonizing it and peopling the ship just as they are and just taking it up and even uh, just even another notch and just making it funny like just the fun of it and not have then you then you free yourself of the shackles of trying to be in any way rooted in reality See, and I am less, I'm enjoying it less and less invested if it's not in canon. If you can do that, and I think the humor. Really? Because I, I, I would be very surprised if you watched the show that I have in my brain, that, that I believe this show could be, and it wasn't canon. It was just Star Trek for people who love, like, who love to make fun of and enjoy Star Trek for what it is. They're not blind to its faults, but, like, they're the things that we lovingly, you know, poke at you would it's like because what it is basically that is an entire show um and i'm not saying you don't ever try to do things with the characters and give them some you know like cartoons do give people arcs it's not like they couldn't have those um but i think you would love that show you would laugh at that show and enjoy it just as much as you like kevin smith movies and listening to his sure. podcast. yeah 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 I, I i'm sure that i would enjoy it i think that I think there is room for this show if they get a second season within the context of what the show already is I think there's room to I think the show needs a revamp in order to please I, in order to please you frankly I'm okay with it I can whistle past the <laughs> captain thing because I am like like I said I like these characters and that's the first thing the four of them I really like I like yeah, them I'm saying and you I, keep them and I'm, and I'm liking Mariner more and more I, she was the one I liked the least as time's gone on I like her more and more because they're too. showing us the chinks in her armor, and I really like Boimler. Actually, I think I think Boimler's a really interesting character. Um, I I enjoy him. The fact that he's a rat is problematic. Oh, that he tell he he tells on people that he's a snitch. <laughs> yeah, that he's a snitch. Yeah, but all Starfleet is snitch. You know, that's a, yeah, there's literally full episodes where Picard's like, "You must tell the truth." Um, I know, but like the fact that he gets in trouble for it, all like that people like that's very unStarfleet. Yeah, I I just feel like that like like if they were like. I feel about this the way I feel about the city on the edge of tomorrow as it was written. Like, I understand why when they read a script, they were like, oh, this is really good. But this isn't Star Trek. Like, there are no drugs. Like, you can't have some person on a Starfleet vessel who's, sm who's smuggling illicit drugs. Yeah. No, that I, I doesn't work. That's how I feel about this show. And when you so if you take it out of canon, you can put stuff like that in there and it would be really fucking funny. Like you could really push the boundaries and and still be able to poke fun at Starfleet. Like, because honestly, as it stands right now, because what people, like I said, what people are saying about the Orville, it's like, hey, it's just another dimension, and in that dimension, instead of it being called Starfleet, they're called the Union. Yeah, no, I, I, like, I hear what it you feels say. a I still, lot like that. I still get a lot of joy out of it. I gotta, I gotta admit, I look forward to every time there's a new one. Can I point out the a weird but really. I want to get your your sense as a woman on this um, okay. when it comes to the women on the show and specifically the way their bodies are drawn. Um, I've noticed this. And I pointed this out to Mrs. J specifically their boobs. Every woman on the show is drawn and shaped slightly differently than the other. And, you know, like the captain, hers are a little saggier. One's got them round, one there. But every time they put a woman on the show, her body is slightly different than the other women on the show. And I look back on like the comic books I used to enjoy, like, you know, or even like old animation things like it's like Chitara comes to mind. 
um, where like it's just sort of like you could switch out interchangeable hairstyles. Um, yeah, you change your face, the head, or whatever. And it's yeah, and same. everything I else mean, is just the same. And I, but and I, I was have, thinking about this, you know, especially because I, I recently watched the Kevin, uh, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and they were yeah. talking about you just a reboot is when you just do the same thing, but you add youth and diversity. Did you like it? Did you like uh, it? I loved it. it. I thought it was great. Uh, I, I thought I the Ben Affleck scene it. is amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Definitely. Um. As is the um the what that pitchfork that uh so good um that just for mr a because he's in sales uh there uh the 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 thing that i that that hit me and struck me i was like you know what like in the 80s my favorite cartoon of all time gem and that entire girl band there's only two white girls and their sisters on drums you've got Shane who's African American on guitar you've got Aja who's Asian uh, and then like later in the series uh, you when uh, I think Shana decides she wants to play rhythm guitar she wants to explore something else uh, they recruit a new drummer who is Latin American like the diversity on that show was amazing like before like because he's talking about how you take the same piano like you wouldn't have to do that to old Jim. Jim had that shit. It was on point already. Um, and but I will say this: that you could have just taken the heads off of any one of them and put it on another one's body and really not notice. Like that, you're right. The bodies are all the same. But even what you're talking about on this show, they're slightly different. Look at how different the male forms are. Like the range is so much bigger on that on this show. Even well, I mean so, that I think. I think it's fairly standard to make I mean, frankly, men aren't that interesting in the way that we're built. Like most of us are between 5'10", like especially in Starfleet when everyone's supposed to be in shape, Um, you know, I, I, unless you are a crew that is coming back after a while, I guess, you know, Scott, late, late Scotty notwithstanding. Um, right. I, I think hey, that, he was like stuck in a transporter to buffer thing for sure, how long? Sure. I, <laughs> I, I guess the thing that struck me was specifically the shape of the boobs. Um, as and maybe it's because I'm an artist and I, you know, I've drawn women, I've drawn, you know, superheroes, what I always draw and you get to the boobs and it's like, there's a way you draw boobs. Like when I draw right. boobs on, on a character, like, you know, that just like I learned to draw a hand, every stop. hand that I ever, ever draw looks like the same thing. If I learned to draw Connor, an arm, stop. every arm look, looks sort of the same way. Um, I just Sorry. like yeah. the, the little bit of attention that was paid to make the boobs different in every female character. Um, I just thought it was it was it was an attention to detail that I really I, I just would have preferred. I would have preferred a little bit. That's what I what would you all. what would you like? Would you like I, I, I like um so I don't like oh god Elsa really Elsa down down sorry this she's gonna kill herself. Your entire life is just screaming at Disney characters. Hey, Connor is not a Disney character, he is the Highlander. Elsa, get your fluffy ass down here. Normally I cut this stuff, but this is fun. Elsa, no, do not sit there and look like what? She wants to get up in our ceiling so bad. Bitch, get down here. You are, oh, now look, you've made Connor be bad. What are you going to do? Okay, moving on. Right. Get to your point. It's moving on. Audience. Honey, the audience is listening children to problems. This. Okay. Um. So uh, a good example is the, the there was a new, um. what's it called? Uh, actually, I think you might have brought it up. Uh, She-Ra. No, you didn't. She-Ra. There was a new She-Ra, right? And we talk about, Uh, we have talked in the past about the, you know, my sort of general annoyance at the youngification of everybody and yada, yada and that's something i really had a problem with on the shira the new netflix shira show but something that i really liked about the new netflix shira show was that there i don't know how familiar you are with the shira cast but there's shira and then there's also glimmer which is a girl that uh another sorry a woman because they were women in the 80s uh that uh they worked together from time to time uh because they were both leaders and what is was cool in the Netflix cartoon with these girls that like Glimmer not only is she uh, you know not white she's not like her body type is completely different like it's not like she's overweight or like fat she's just stocky whereas 
fit for you know Shira is a very it's like she's a very lithe like good example like our cats are a good example obviously in this particular case one is male and one is female but like Elsa has like the sort of build of like a cheetah like she's kind of got longer limbs she's got a longer body and Connor's got like he's got a shorter body and and he's and his legs are he's stockier he's tighter he's more tightly packed but he's not like fat so I understand you know obviously we've got to have these sort of fitness this idea that these people are all fit if they're in Starfleet but like Tilly is there's nobody shaped like Tilly on this show there's nobody shaped like Tilly in all of Star Trek except for Tilly I'm just um, saying there's not that level of variation. And Tilly is far more indicative of the average human female than any other like actress in these roles. Sure. They're but that so is skinny. but but that that that's a Star Trek can see. I'm looking at a picture right now of all four of them, and here's what I note. One, um, what's his name? The cyborg guy? Taller than everyone else. And also, you know, dark skinned. I don't know if he's supposed to be black or or or, or what, but dark skinned. Then you have then you have uh Mariner standing next to him um and mariner is the same height as boimler slightly shorter than him um and is is perky but not like particularly buxom with thin hips um standing eye to eye next to boimler and she is darker skinned than the cyborg guy then you have boimler Mm -hmm. and boimler is the only white dude among all of them is is thinner than the cyborg dude um Mm -hmm. and then you have the i I, it's kind of the gangly names. one. The, then, then, then you have the Orion, the Orion character, um, and she is a full head shorter than Mariner. Her her eye line is at Boimler's uh, neck. She her hips are wider, and she is, despite being shorter and having thinner arms, she is more buxom than and and her and her hips are wider um, than than Mariner. So when you say they're not different, I'm looking at like yes, they are all Starfleet season one fit, and I think that there's something about st- season one fit. You know, Starfleet they always they always switch to the heavier jumpers after season three. Season three on Star Trek, everyone. I'm not going to say anybody uh, anybody in particular, but their name rhymes with Commander Riker. Um, like 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 nobody is put into that into that slim jumper anymore after season three. So when it comes to season one Star Trek characters, these are four characters that are drawn as completely different body. Not just the boobs, but the hips and the height. And the skin color and the hair, the way the eyes are drawn. Yeah, but here's um, the thing: women are not only different in their height and their and their bust and their hips. They're different in the waist place and their arms and how heavy their arms look and if they're pear shaped or if they're hourglass or if you know, like they're sure. And so and so what we well, so, so much what we're more saying variety. is and this look and this is this is a you know this is a a, a larger conversation that we've had before. Um, yeah. the show and and you know I I'm a gangly dude. Um, you know, and I'm a gangly dude because I because I because well no I have not I I fight to remain gangly. Um, because I used to be seventy pounds heavier than I am. Um, uh, the the none of Star Trek outside of when the characters get old is particularly good at dealing with characters that are that are of different shapes. Most of Star Trek has that problem. Um, I mean, most of media, all of most much. of media, and and I remember you talking about this when you talked about Buffy, particularly with females. When you talked about uh, about Buffy, I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it's particular for it absolutely for, is. There's men get to it is be, more it is it is more pronounced. They get to be large. They get to be tall. They get to be muscular. They get to be a little overweight. They get to be really really skinny. They get to be very overweight. They get to be and and along this entire spectrum of all of that stuff, they get to also be any character. It's not like oh well if he's fat he's only the funny guy. He can't be the romantic lead of this movie. No, he totally can be. Oh, I guess like my, creep, I guess my he's point like a, is he's a skinny it, it, little nerd guy. He can't be the the love interest. Yes, he can be. Well, like, uh, then, but, but let me put woman, this out there. Let me put this out there. That 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 lower decks, lower decks is incrementally better than almost all of Star Trek and most of other media when it comes to at the very least drawing different body types, having different it's certainly better than any Joss Whedon show ever was. Yeah, like it's 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 certainly better than the dollhouse. What character on Dollhouse wasn't? 
perfect shaped. Are you kidding? There was like a whole big. It was like a whole big deal. His uh, girlfriend. No. no. On Dollhouse. A different show. I don't. I'm pretty sure it's Dollhouse. With the one yeah. with the one with. I Faith? remember her standing next to um, what's her name, Buffy B, and um, Elijah Dushko. And you see just how and how fucking tiny and breakable and like skinny Elijah Dushku is because you have a normal sized woman next to her. I think she's lost a lot of weight since then, which um, makes me sad because I don't know that she's actually been in any. The only Joss Whedon show I can think of where that's the case is Kaylee on Firefly. No, was nope, nope. initially it was a big no, 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 deal. No. This was a big deal. It was on purpose. I don't purpose remember. I don't know that. I, I don't know this character on Dollhouse at you, all. Oh my god! Granted, the it's guy, been ten years since I've seen Dollhouse. The the guy who was investigating the Dollhouse. Remember the, the cop guy. The, yes. the guy from Battlestar, right? The guy who was also on Battlestar. Yeah, she's like his neighbor, and they wind up. I think her name might even be Millie, but I'm not. I'm not certain. They wind up becoming boyfriend and girlfriend, and then you find out much, 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 much later. It's like a bigger reveal spoiler alert for dollhouse much much later in the series that she's actually a doll too that they had that they planted to keep an eye on him because they have to i don't know here they call her and like i just i just as we were talking she is a bit and she is a big girl and there and joss talks about how he specifically wanted someone who looked like that she talks about how incredible it was that 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 was a thing and that they and they both talked about how many men how many men really responded to it like proving the point that we have decided you know in media that this tiny skinny bony sort of structure is what men desire but we've got this woman on the show who is the antithesis of all of that and men find her extraordinarily attractive and they are all like oh it's so sexy to see you know a a, a good a good sized woman for once and stuff like like it was a big deal i know because it was to me all right so i'm looking at melly right now i see what you're talking about um like look at her next to eliza dushku like of course of course they killed her i could be like to Um, be crude and this is not accurate because she does not she is not but next to eliza dushku eliza dushku makes her look like a big fat lady and it's unfair because she's not most women look closer to that than Elijah Dushku, I assure you. All right, they so don't the actor, live outside the, of a small <laughs> circle of LA that is the actress. The actress, actress that you're talking about is Miracle Laurie. Um, and I see what you're talking about. I'm trying to see if she's worked with anything else that we would really know. It doesn't look like she has, although she's continued to work, which is great. I love seeing when actors continue oh, to work. Oh, I am glad that she has. But um, I, know she, I know the last time I looked her up and her updated um, like headshot, she was significantly uh skinnier and i was a little bummed by that because i was like man it sucks that that's like i'm sure that she had it's like i have to get work and i'm not getting work like this and, and they're all and i know the pressure of like you're too fat um well i will say so. this she has big boobs and a wide face and they and they dressed her sort of frumpily on the show there is no they a, didn't not by the end dude in the no, end there's he, a scene Listen to what I'm saying. On a motorcycle and shit. Listen, listen to what I'm saying like, real quick. Hold on. Right. There are there are shots of her from Dollhouse. There's a shot that came up when you look her up um, of where she's finally just in a t-shirt and she's like 0% body fat underneath it. Um, no, she's not. Or they're trying to make her look. In either case, There's, I think she's she's a she's a beautiful woman. And I and I'm not. Look, yes. I'm. I here's what I'm doing. I am arguing semantics with you when I actually agree with everything that you're saying. That okay. that 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 body type representation needs to happen because it is, you know, it is a body image is is a huge thing especially in America where where we have eating disorders and we have morbid obesity at the same time and I think that you can't even strive to be better than you are because the, the they give you unachievable goals in what media presents you you know yes. like it, and, like to, and social media with filters and shit has only yeah. made it worse like I think that miracle miracle Lori is the perfect person for someone who like feels like they want to lose some weight she go like I want to look 
look like Miracle Lori. And there should be a thousand instances of Miracle Lori to go, this is a healthy woman body and this is the the goal that I'm trying to achieve. And instead, what they give you, not that any body type is invalid and I'm not invalidating by any means, you know, tiny women as well because guess what? Yeah, that no, is they, also they valid. Too. But yeah, it would absolutely. Be, it, 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 but it they're not, but they don't signify the majority of the 50% of the populace that are women. And frankly, that 50% of the populace is never, no matter how much they work, ever going to get to that other body that. type. And, and, yeah. and setting, it's not awesome for men to go, and this is this is your example of, of what is a pretty girl. What, yeah. You know, like, so so if, you know, if your woman does not stay that way, be it your wife or girlfriend, whoever you are with your life, if she does not stay that way where she is starving herself to try to, you know, to, to please you in year one, when you get to year 10, when she starts looking like a real person, you feel like, like, oh, well, she is not as good as she used to be when in she's fact, really let herself go. Yeah. When, when, in, when in fact, Miracle Lori is exactly the shape that should be average on TV. Um, you know, I think that Star Trek has always been, you know, I, I, I will say this. I, I still will say that Lower Decks is is better at at least presenting us differences, if not presenting us fitness differences. The other differences are to be applauded and are new. Yeah, no, um, I just it's it's not that I'm like fuck that i'm i'm just like it's not enough it feels it feels like like thank you but why did you stop there yeah i don't want to say that it's not enough because i feel like like i want to say there there's room for more um but i like like cuz i definitely do like some of the like cuz they've definitely like i've i've noticed also like on her mother um they've done you know things on her face to in you know not just to gray in her hair but like on her face which in a cartoon they almost never do it's like you're either young or you're you're old and everything yeah. you know what i mean there's no kind of in between where they're clearly depicting um a more mature in in years woman um who's still very handsome it's like what was it like she's a handsome woman bones but she's certainly not you know um, in her 20s uh that's very well and i think i i think that you know uh, it, i think it shows progress um yeah and just, progress it, in the right direction and, I, think and that, I don't know if i if there's any if they could ever move fast enough and and the fact that i feel like we're actually moving backwards in so many ways is probably why I'm like that's all that's it um but I, I appreciate that, that that some effort at least was put into it. uh just wish there was I feel like it's a show that's here's the sad truth I think it's a show that's capable of being saved um but will never be I mean if they be let me save it yeah mm -hmm. I think it will never be unfortunately <laughs> I think that this will be the only season of it that we get and they're gonna say yeah it was a one-off wasn't that fun and that will be the end of it and the I think the, I think the problem is is that I feel like it is a stronger first season than next gen or ds9 first seasons were and i know because i'm re-watching ds9 first season and whew, oh boy it's, it's, it, it goes back and forth between being Cataract, terrible and Cataract. just oh, there's that but then i just watched a, an, an episode about a, a a bajoran terrorist it's supposed to be it's supposed to be one of those bajoran like really like moving episodes and it's just boring it's so boring it took three nights to get through she's like when are you gonna get to the good show that i know you can be um <laughs> And, and and which is crazy because it's the first Your episode that has attention span though is that of a gnat dude I, like... I think that's not fair I think that's not fair at all alright you don't know what I'm going through man you don't know you don't know I, I've known you a long time I'm not just talking about right now my friend you are absolutely like what are we talking play? about just I forgot. you as a right as a person yeah so that's true I just think that 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 it has so much potential to grow I would love to be able to go back I I think I'll be okay with them not doing it and listening to me and making the show that I said they should make and then we should we should be heading it up that's well the I show think. that you want them to make is strange new worlds which is the one that they're they're, they're the, the Pike Spock number one show is maybe the show you've wanted your whole life oh yeah no I really want that show i'm talking about in the cartoon verse i'm saying but i'm just saying i'm just saying when i think of that show if you think about place, it if you think about handing you, the reins over to us to yeah be no the, that's a good idea the horribly inappropriate making fun of but still lovey star trek how those scripts going how the, well we we argued for three hours and then we left i didn't you listen i am not proposing that they just give it to us alone i am simply proposing that we both do main voices on it and that we're in the room you know, you know what, what i want like, no nope. i refuse to be in the room writers. unless 
unless you give me one of those Q chairs and I will also wear one of those Q outfits. That's what I want. <laughs> I'm going to be one of, one of those big Q chairs. You, really? You're telling me that if your fucking phone rang and they were like, we were listening to you trek off. The show is yours. The cartoon is yours. Blame will be yours. Here's your writing crew. I will take We've a got 10 talent per, from, a 10% from Rick cut. and Morty. We've got yeah, talent from you. Adventure Time and all these other people in the writer's room. Thank you. Fucking I appreciate go. that. Mr. CBS, your name is Mr. That's why you own the network. Um, What about the Q chair? <laughs> really? <laughs> I want the Q chair. You would and, really say that. You would and, really say that. And, You're so full of shit. I would like to submit <laughs> that you are wholly and totally full of shit. If we get another season, I want the Q chair to move around like it does in the final episode or like swings around left and swings around left so when someone says hey can you take a look at the storyboard I can just go yes I see that and I think that you are a a filthy savage child writer and you have 45 minutes to prove me wrong or I will destroy your species (laughs) again damn it so all right I think that's all I got to say This has been a long episode. We're going to split this into two for sure. I can't split. The, oh, the great. Episode- so we're going to have like a downer episode and then like a. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not enough of an episode to split it. Like we, we, we could conceivably split it into three. Um, <laughs> but, but I think, can you imagine three episodes and all we do is just sort of like, like talk about this. This is not a three episode. This is a two. We'll split into two for you guys. Cause we love you. And we want you to have a couple of weeks of us. And hopefully we can put this back more uh, on the regs. Um, I think that's all. Uh, so I mean, we have so much that we've missed that we could talk about. There's so much going on. Mandalorian's coming back. We're two weeks away, two and a half weeks away now from Discovery coming back. Uh, Mandalorian's coming back soon after. Um, you know, there's all this movie news wow. that's coming out. Uh, the trailer. Have you seen the trailer for uh, WandaVision? No, on purpose. I have not. What? What? I know all I need to know. So you're avoiding it because you know you're going to love it. I'm avoiding it because I'm, yeah, because I feel confident I'm going to watch it. Okay, good. I thought you were like, yeah, I'm not watching that bullshit. I was like, what? Like if ever oh, a show no, no. seemed up your alley, this would be WandaVision. Um, I mean, what? I don't know. I don't know what it's about. What I did just, they just, I they just announced. picture that... from it. I was like, oh, I'll watch that. Yeah. Nick Fury was just announced. He's getting his own show. Um, Finally. I'd love, I'd love that show. I would love a Nick Fury show that felt like a season of 24 like that would be pretty cool ah, you know what I mean a Nick Fury show where, where like it's like he's trying to stop like a worldwide catastrophe and there's some powers but it's mostly just him being fucking Nick like James Bond like it's like I, <laughs> I could Nick be Fury. I could I could be I could be down for that Um, so there's like we could talk about a million things but this it's we're going for two hours and 20 what the fuck do you want people what do you want have I <laughs> not have given you enough, enough sweater it's never enough all that we've I given you, we've given you like 200 hours now, nine years of the show. I have given you six movies, three ninjas movies, track off cancellation in the distance. It's six movies. Oh, and I doing. believe Quantum Suicide of Sophie Miller is actually oh, yeah, on yeah. Amazon now. And and I got to play a tiny role in making that happen, which was neat. Made me happy. Aww. That that me and uh that that so Kevin and I worked out some technical things. That was neat. I was glad so to be the a little tiny. Yeah, it makes me happy. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the I'm a fan of the concept and a fan of the performance that you gave. So I'm 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 yeah, I'm I'm excited to see. Go go right now. You have something to plug. Go right now to Amazon and watch the quantum suicide of so I always have something fu- to fucking plug. You got something? Say it. I know. <laughs> so go to Amazon, the quantum suicide of Sophie Miller, and you can rent it uh, because apparently um, some people know how to access it. So there it is. But your rental, I don't know if you can purchase it, but I know you can rent it. Yeah, do I'm it. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm really to- terrible at this. I know. I've se- I don't know why. This is probably why I'm not a very successful actress. I've like, seen multiple a- incarnations of this story now. <laughs> um, I am. I am excited that it's out there, and I say you should see it so you can. So you can look. You can see Alexia like do what she does so well. So watch her do it. Okay, my name is Justin. Oh, thank you. And my name's Alexia. Trek off. Trek off, bitches. Just one more reminder before you go to go to Totally Super on wherever you subscribe to podcasts, whatever you're listening to this on, search for Totally Super and hear me and Arthur review every superhero movie ever made. It's an awesome show. I think you'll love it. Okay. Thanks for listening.